it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Listen all you New Yorkers. is the 77 WABC minicast. Very pleased uh, to welcome the president of the Baseball Fans Association, John Helbach. John, it's great to talk to you. Thanks for joining me on the radio. Good morning, Frank. Thank you very much for having me on. So, John, give us, uh, before we talk about what you're trying to do with the Baseball Fans Association, tell me about your baseball fandom. How enthusiastic of a baseball fan are you, and how, how long have you been following baseball? Well, born and raised in Staten Island, New York, in 1969, the Mets became the Mets, and I jumped on the bandwagon, and I've been on it ever since, to the good, to the bad, to the worst. I've been there. Don Clendenin did something to me in 1969 that it it, it showed me something about something that I I had no idea what it was. I was five years old, and it, it enlightened me to a game that was thrilling to me. So uh, ever since I was five years old, I've been a Memphis. And I, I just thought it was it was the national pastime, you know, on steroids. I just loved it. All right, so now you've launched the uh, Baseball Fans Association. Before we get into what it is, what's the problem? Why do uh, the fans need somebody speaking up for them? Why are the fans and how are the fans being mistreated? Well, you kind of touched on it in your open, which was great with with James Earl Jones. Back even go back that far into the eighties, the game you could take a family of four to a game like regularly, but you can't do that. Well, you can do it, but it's noticeably harder. There's a, a sports figure here in New York City. He's in the media, and I, I don't know what the copyright laws are, so I'm not going to say his name, but. Uh, he's got two jobs in New York, and he took his kids and his wife to the um, Subway Series in City Field. He's a Yankee fan, and he he even admitted this guy has two very high power jobs. That he went to a concession stand, he got two hot dogs, two chicken fingers, and four cokes, and it was seventy bucks. That's just for that. Does include the tickets. Does include the parking doesn't include, you know, anything else that's affiliated with the game. It's just become financially a different animal. And the regular normal family, the family of four, who's just, you know, they're going day by day, paycheck to paycheck. They they got priced out of being able to go to a game and enjoy it, you know, like they used to be able to. It's just not feasible anymore. So the the primary way that the fans are being given the short end of the stick here is through is through the pricing, the pricing for everything, the tickets, the uh, the hot dogs, the beer. It, it, the inflation for those prices is rising at a much faster rate than inflation in general is. Not even close. I, I went back fifteen years. I I figured going back more than that wouldn't be fair. So I, I went back fifteen years. A price of a hot dog at an average stadium 
is up 88%. The price of a beer is up 46%. Wow. The price of a soda is up 58% of soda. And, you know, ticket prices are up 96%. That's in 15 years. Imagine going back to the times with James Earl Jones and, and what would it be like then? I, I, I didn't go back that far. I didn't think it was fair, but that's insane. And that's just the, the cost to a family. I mean, let's talk about salaries of these guys. The minimum salary 15 years ago for Major League Baseball players was $327,000. That's great. Today, it's $700,000. The highest paid player back in 2007 got $19 million. Today, it's $43 million with multiple guys, and that's fine. But the thing that really struck me is this year, this current year with the playoffs going on right now, this current year, there's 57 guys making $19 million or more. As opposed to 15 years ago, there's one. Well, I guess we're seeing that the uh, the fans, the uptick that they're paying in uh, hot dogs and tickets, we're seeing at least where part of that money is going. You know, it's funny. There's always the fans are always railing against those greedy owners. Most of the, I think, every team is owned by a billionaire or at least a billionaire consortium. Do we know if over the 15 years that you've tracked? that these owners have actually made more money or do they need to raise these prices in order to in order to pay these exorbitant players salaries that the players unions and their agents are are demanding well i, I don't have an answer to you and, and the reason i, I guess i'm trying to figure out if there's price gouging going on or if no, I got uh, you. yeah i, I got you. um the, the answer i would give you is this there's a, a agreement between the owners and the players, and they share the revenues. Now, whether or not the owners are being forthright with the players saying these are the actual numbers, I, I don't have an answer for that. All the other teams are privately owned, and their financial records are theirs. But there's one team, the Braves, that's part of a public company, and their records are public information. The problem is that the way they do it is unlike any other financial disclosures that I've ever seen for any other public company that I've ever researched. And it's it's hidden within – it's an enigma in a real. You can't really ascertain how much money – these teams are making. Got it. So we don't know. We don't know if no, these no teams are, are putting this in their pocket. Hey, what did you think? And if people just tuning in, we're talking with John Hellbach. He's the president of the Baseball Fans Association. If you want to learn more about what they're doing, you can go to Baseball Fans with an S, Baseball Fans Association.org. It's Baseball Fans Association.org. What did you make of the new rules which were implemented? Over the last two years, obviously, you had the ghost runner, which has been with us since COVID, but a whole bunch of new rules last year or this season, including the new pitch clock and several others. What do you think of the new rules? Well, I personally hate the ghost runner. I don't think that's baseball. That's just me. Um, I love the pitch clock because it's it's made the game more watchable. It's it's no longer just a four hour event. It's it's a game. It's a thing I love about basketball and football. You know, there's you get in, you get out, you get in, you get out. 
with the pitch clock, it makes you get in, in the pitches on the mound, get ready, and the batter's getting the box and get ready. It, I like that a lot. So let me ask you, what's to say you had a union of fans? And baseball said, hey, what else would you guys like? And we could get together as that group, say, hey, we want this, we want that, we want this. And we could be involved in improving the game. That's another part of why we're doing this. You know, it's so funny in reading about your uh, mission statement, and again, people can check it out at baseballfansassociation.org. I'm reminded of what they call citizens' utility boards in Illinois, in Oregon, in uh, San Diego. They have these groups of... Uh, ratepayers, people that pay their electric bill, uh, the utility bill, that band together and they stand up to the power companies and to government and they basically act as a watchdog for the ratepayers. We don't have that in New York, so maybe people are unfamiliar with the concept, but uh, it sounds like uh, that's kind of what you would be doing. You'd have a watchdog for the fans. That's what we want to do. And it's also, it, it, it's that and it wants, I want it to be more than that. For instance, you talked about him with the previous caller. Trey Turner is a phenomenal player, and he signed this ginormous contract this past offseason, and he has had a horrific year. And one radio station in Philly, a couple of announcer guys, got together and said, you know what, let's cheer this guy. So they started telling everybody, and everybody followed through, and this one random game in the middle of the year the Phillies fans cheered Trey Turner the first time he came to bat, and it turned his season around. That's the effect of fans and what they can do when they work together. And if we can do that in one random team, imagine fans of 30 teams around the league, the impact we could have. That's what we're looking for. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.